Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rainbow's Weekly Podcast. I'm here once again with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac, and enjoying our wonderful day here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, without rain. Without rain. Without rain, you know. You know, we talk about April showers. We haven't really had any April showers yet so far. May not have any May flowers either. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much the blizzard took care of those. Yeah, the blizzard took care of a lot of things, you know. And it was not really looking like spring yet, but I not guess yet. I guess the spring we're, has sprung. We're getting there. You know, yep. I mean, our, our weather is, you know, being pretty nice, but I guess it's supposed to get a little more chilly this weekend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the 50s is not too chilly, but, no. you know, but it's it's not 80 degrees like it has been, which is pretty nice. Anyway, we're glad to hear from you guys who listen to the podcast. First of all, thank you for listening. Um, we would love to hear from our <laughs> listeners. And one of the easiest ways you can do is you can email us, podcast at rhema.org, R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Or also you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll try to put up some more behind-the-scenes photos. But we do, do put every podcast up on the, the Rhema podcast site on Facebook Instagram is kind of really hard to put the podcast up, but we do pick pictures up there on Instagram because that's what it's all about, pictures, right? Right, Instagram, yeah. 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 I'm not sure about that. But. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really an Instagrammer. Yeah. Or is, or is that a Grammy? It's, Grammer? Like a, it's like an online picture book. Online picture book. Yeah. Well, you like picture books, right? I do like picture books. Yeah, so you, you think that you would be an Instagrammer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lurker. You're a lurker? Yeah, I just look at the pictures. You look at the pictures? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on that note. Not a poster. Not much. <laughs> Once again, we have words. we have Marty Grisham, the original roofing nerd, here on, here on the podcast once again. Praise the Lord. And we're going to talk about prayer. I know that's one thing that you're passionate about. And you're, you're passionate about, um, you know, everyone praying, but specifically, you know, some prominent people in, in the city praying. And I, I know you, you, remember, you, you have a number of different prayer groups and all kinds of stuff. So, so talk about some of the things you're passionate about and, you know, Maybe our listeners need to start those kind of things that, wherever they are. It all started again when I was a young boy, <laughs> uh, 20 years after that. <clears throat> so as a, as after I graduated Rayma three years, I worked at the ministry. I was working at the recruiting department, and I'd heard a message from uh, a, a wonderful minister, and I heard a message about the importance that our whole life could be found in the Word of God. And so I leave the Rama campus. It was lunchtime. I was actually in my office over at um, the, the Rama Bible College Training Center over the, at the offices there, the admission offices. Yeah. I leave there, hop in my truck. I run to Walmart just a quarter of a mile up the road. Yeah, we call it the Rama Walmart. Yeah, Rama Walmart. Go to the Rama Walmart. Got probably stocking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm leaving Anytime there. Anytime Rama Walmart, you're going to find some Rama people at the Rama Walmart always. Ab- oh, absolutely. Working there, too. Yeah, so. working there. I mean, shopping there or whatever. In fact, one time I went there, did two counseling sessions before I left. <laughs> oh. True story. Nice. True story. Why? Well, how come it took you so long? I said, well, this person came and they had this issue, and then I was about to check out, and somebody else hit me up with some other issue. Nutritional I'm, I'm such a information. Nice guy, you know, so, you know. So I'm, I'm leaving the Walmart, and I'm walking across the parking lot, and I'm just having this alone moment with me and the Lord. And I remember just saying out loud, I actually said it out loud, walking across the parking lot, Lord, you've never given me a scripture for my life. And I mean, as soon as I said that, he said these words. Jesus wept. No. Okay. That's. <laughs> that okay, was, I'm, I'm crucify sorry, him, crucify him. <laughs> that was a scripture for my wife. <laughs> So that's after he got you married and my kids. Behold, he's thinking. <laughs> meats for the belly, belly for meats. So 
Okay, where were we? Yeah, we are. Have, we do have a serious podcast here going on. Anyway, go, I'm sorry. I'm Walking sorry, across the parking lot, he said, "The Book of Nehemiah." I literally took off into a run, run to my truck, my Bible. We didn't have. Is that the Rama run? That's the Rama run. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the chicken dance, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's faster. If and you want so, to say chicken dance, all you have to do is, is go to YouTube. <laughs> Marty Blackwell. Marty Blackwell on YouTube. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Brother, Brother Hagen's video, you'll see the chicken dance. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good one, too. Yeah. So um, my, I actually make my kids watch it every year. So that if we ever break out in it again, yeah. they won't be scared. That'd be prepared. And so yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to see T-Mac get some chicken action. <laughs> so <laughs> more of a waddle. <laughs> it's kind of like the duck dance. The duck dance. <laughs> Or like a foul spirit. So. <laughs> so, okay, bad joke. <clears throat> I think it's a I said David B.B. Gary Corral joke, actually, okay. from years ago. Um, okay, so, okay, so Nehemiah. Nehemiah. You get so, a verse, you got a whole book. You got a whole, I, mean, I ran to my office. You asked for a verse, you got a book. That's right. Read, yeah, exactly. Exceeding the of all you ask or think. And I found Nehemiah 2.20 somewhere in there, and I, I read the whole book. And really, it was the story of Nehemiah's life. There was first few chapters where he's hanging out. You know, he's the cupbearer for King Anterarxes. Anterarxes. He's hanging out with him and, you know, the cupbearer. And his heart went towards a city because he heard some things about the city. His heart went. Now, this was 20 years ago, and I'm seeing it's just right now. And 20, you're like 15, right? Yeah, yeah, I was 15. Yeah. 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 Uh, 20 <laughs> years later, what he began to show me starts happening mm -hmm. and 20 years of me wondering what in the world did you show me because 20 years I had no evidence of it 20 years later I'm now stepping into what he said to me about that scripture and basically it said that Nehemiah wept and cried and sought the Lord in prayer which we're talking about in this session and he began to pray for the city and next thing you know God begins to devise his plan to rebuild the walls of a city and so that's been the call that's come upon my wife and I to pray for cities and then to go to those cities and rebuild the city through setting it up through prayer. And so it was probably, uh, probably about a month and a half ago. And so I feel like Marty to come to your city. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually that was my next thing about a month and a half ago, you know, I'm, um, trying to be a little more spiritual than the last podcast, about a month and a half. Not going to happen. It's not working. It's not working. It's not going to happen at all. Chicken dance. <clears throat> uh, about a month and a half ago, I'm in the house and my wife and I prayed and she goes to bed and she's in there talking about General Flynn. And uh, I'm just joking. And uh, I, I, felt like I felt like I needed to pray some more. So I walk around the living room. And I mean, the Holy Ghost fell on me. And he said these words, I'm downloading the plan in you. And it felt like he plugged a USB inside of me. And I felt information just for about a minute and a half just go. I had to grab a table. That was over with. And he said, I just gave you a plan to do what you're doing in Tulsa in 20 more cities throughout the U.S. And I'm giving you five years to do it, and it's going to be an assignment of faith. You need to get busy. So that's where we are right now. Even the anointing is coming on me right now talking about it. So it's such I mean, a cool I mean, thing. I'm being serious, so, Marty. Yeah, yeah. If people want to reach out to you, give them, a web, give them a, an email address. I mean, if, if, you, if you, know, you have a city, you want Marty to come and – yeah. yeah. Well, basically, just my name, Marty Grisham, M-A-R-T-Y, G-R-I-S-H-A-M, at gmail.com. That's my one email I have forever. At martygrisham at gmail.com. Definitely, I'd love to hear from anyone that wants just anything along these lines. But 
Um, and so that's what we've been doing in Tulsa. And we, also, OK Roof Nerds, right? Is yeah, OK. Yeah, also, OK, okay Roof Nerds. Promote your business, too. Yeah, you OKRoofNerds.com. Okay I'm a commercial roofing genius. Uh, we are the smart roofs, uh, smart nerds. Uh, we build smart roofs. Our motto basically is um, it's not rocket science, it's roof science. Yeah. And so we've been doing that for five or six years. It's been a great blessing in our life, helping us to be able to do more of other things. So. So, so tell us about, you know, what you're doing in Tulsa. I mean, you, you guys have like prayer meetings. I mean, you're always inviting me to this prayer meeting, prayer breakfast, yeah. prayer this, prayer that. Yeah, I, I know, mean. right? It's, it's uh, starting to try to pray over meals more. Um, so it's, working, it's working for you. It's, yeah, I'm eating a lot. I've put on some weight. I just call it COVID weight. So, uh, but um, I don't like COVID. It's a joke. So enough about that. So, <laughs> so, um uh, yeah, so basically right now we've got some businessmen joining together on Tuesday mornings, and we're praying really just, I mean, so so, so let's just go a little deeper in the rabbit hole here. Yeah. 1999, I'm ushering upstairs at Rame at a Winter Bible Seminar. Brother Hagen, Papa Hagen, Dad Hagen, Kenneth e. Hagen is down to the Winter Bible. He's down on the stage, and he's ministering. And he said these words. He said, Lord, open their eyes. Let me get my mouth. Fingers, fingers, fingers rolling on my tummy. Lord, open their eyes. Let them see. Lord, let the spirit of seeing and knowing operate on. Let, Lord, open their eyes for them to see what you're doing. Actually, something you know, coming up camp meeting, we're releasing a tape series or a CD series actually on the spirit of seeing and knowing um, from one of the Holy Ghost meetings. But so, that's, by the way, that's awesome. kind of kind of a of a foreknowledge. foreknowledge. That's really great. Well, I'm definitely going to get yeah, that. And so and so I I just we just titled it the other day and so. And some people want to title it something else, but that's he always he, called he, it that. He always called it that. And so my point was, that's what he called it. Right. Spirit of seeing and knowing. Anyway, so exactly. go ahead about the first And that's what I've, I've, all these years, I've called it all these years. I spent many years wondering what in the world he's talking about, but I can never get away from what he said. Well, then staying hooked up with Rama, staying hooked up with the prayer school, healing school, staying hooked up under the ministry, we begin to learn about <clears throat> more and more about it. Well, our prayer groups that we're having now for the city of Tulsa, the spirit of seeing and knowing is just operating. We just had prayer this morning. Aaron Antis and a bunch of, of Vidar Lagarde, who's over Safari Mission, is at his home. And we're yeah. we're just praying, and the spirit of seeing and knowing is just— it, this is the things it's talking to us about. Uh, God is bringing down a new government to the city of Tulsa that's going to be a light to the whole nation and reset how we do government in this nation. That's some pretty powerful stuff. And what we're seeing is he's wanting to do it in Tulsa to then let it shine out and, and be an example and be a change. Literally what we're doing here in his home is changing a nation. Uh, we're going to stay dedicated, <sighs> consistent to it. We're going to give it time. and But, I mean, we're seeing more and more things taking place. And the, the huge Health and Freedom Conference, which by the time anyone listens to this, it would be a week or two before you hear this. But the Clay Clark Health and Freedom Conference is going to be at wonderful Rhema Bible Church, the campus here. Um, it's we Aaron and, and I, we definitely know it's a part of our praying out how God's wanting to use the greater Tulsa area. And, and one of the big things in the conference <clears throat> is, is to try to reopen churches <clears throat> All across America, yeah, you know, because I believe one of the devil's biggest tricks <clears throat> with COVID is closing churches for in-person services, <clears throat> you know, and you know, and I don't want to step on my my Sunday morning service, you know, coming up, but I guess this will be, this will be after Sunday morning, so it won't matter <clears throat> anyway. Is it, you know, I don't believe we can have a, you know, ha have a revival if we're not all here. 
you know, talk about yeah. being one place, one accord. Well, if, you know, well, if you're not in one, you can't be in one place if you can't be there. You know, and, and I think I've never seen a, an, you know, I'm not saying you can't watch a revival online and, and get some, some things, but I mean, when, when there's a revival going on, people want to get there and people are not socially distanced in <clears throat> revival. I mean, they're, they're packing the building. Yeah. They're getting there early. I mean, yeah. how many times do you remember, you know, the camp meetings that we had, winter Bible centers where people would run to their seat, you know, cause yeah. they wanted to be up front. You know, now yeah. people, now people might run to the balcony. It seems like you know, but it's kind of backwards. Yeah. I mean, but, now they just you know, run to the bathroom. Out, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, if if we're not here, if we're not together, I mean, you know, you know, the the, the day of Pentecost. I mean, you know, you know, go there and you know, and, and be there. Wait for me to show up, and you know, and I mean, now people are not even together. I mean, you know, and. It's a dismembered body of Christ. Yes, it really, I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, and there's nothing wrong, wrong with having, you know, like I said, we've been online at Rainbow Bible Church for a long time. Yeah. And, and we do have some faithful people who watch us online, and, and for whatever reason, they're not able to get here in person, whether they don't live in the Tulsa area or whether, you know, or, for, or maybe they just don't have, you know, a way to get here. And, and we do want to minister to those people, but that shouldn't be the normal way you do church. I mean, you know, and it, it's, you know, Things that were abnormal a few years ago, you know, way back in 19, I mean, 2019, you know, are, are like, I mean, it seems like it's eons ago. I mean, there are people now for over a year that have not gone to a live service. Now, I know it's inconceivable here in Oklahoma because in Oklahoma, we've been doing live services for a long time, you know, and even the people that did close, we, we, we still been, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's. <clears throat> Even churches that are reopened found out that a lot of folks aren't coming back. Well, and it's even more beyond comprehension for us. Something like what's going on up uh, just outside Edmonton. Um, yeah, that's in, crazy. In yeah. Cal- and, uh, yeah, Alberta. Well, well, say what's happening for, for our listeners. They, there's a church up there that's in a, kind of out in the country from Edmonton uh, in Al- uh, the province of Alberta. Uh, Alberta, Canada. Canada, Edmonton, you know, it's, uh, and, and so they, be like North that, of Montana type somewhere. It's somewhere straight by. up from Montana. Yeah. Then you go through Calgary and Red Deer and then right on up. Yeah. Um, uh, we go up there about every other year, but this church that they've been meeting in defiance for months of the, uh, mm. COVID rules, you know, and s- stacking up fines that the pastor didn't pay. So they locked him up. And then came and and possessed the church and put a double fence around it. Yeah. So, and wow. that's you know it's incredible. Now, I don't know about <laughs> Canadian law, but here in the United States of America, we as Christians need to learn more about our Constitution mm-hmm. because we have a constitutional right to assemble the self ourselves together and worship the Lord as we please. And um, <laughs> and I think that we need to understand that's our constitutional right. And you know we don't hear about too many. You know we hear about people threatening the closed churches. But we don't hear about too many churches closing. And in fact, whenever they were having an issue in New York, the, the, you know, the, they ruled the Supreme Court ruled, you know, that they couldn't close the churches. And so, um, you know, a lot of churches, a lot of people backed off. They just, of course, we're, this will be several weeks late. But in California, they just ruled uh, the court ruled against uh, their mandates on uh, house church, not yeah. having a certain beyond a certain number in your home. So, so maybe we're winning the fight. Well, well, constitutionally, if if the judges rule like the Constitution, I mean, we have a right to do that. You know, unfortunately, in order unless someone challenges it, then whatever these governors or mayors are saying that is is, is going law. But 
you know, the thing about it is the Bible clearly tells us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And I, I've heard my grandfather say that many, many, many times. In fact, I've heard him actually whenever he's every once in a while, he would do a prayer line where, where he would stop and actually talk to each people, yeah. each person, not people. And, and he would actually say, well, what church do you go to? A lot of times people, they've said, oh, I don't go to church. He said, well, that's where that's your problem is. Problem, yeah. That's your problem. You need to get into a good home church like this one <laughs> that preaches the full gospel message. Yeah. And so, you know, it was very important to him, you know, and, and, the, the, and I believe it's very important to me. And one of the big reasons behind this health and freedom conference is open churches all over America Absolutely. and, and, and the, to, you know, not be afraid, you know, because the spirit of fear has been over this nation and, and the whole COVID thing, you know, I, I do, you know, there are people have died, you know, and things like, but I mean, it's, it's been fearful, you know, and, you know, people are, and people are still afraid and, um, you know, it's, it's just crazy because the Bible clearly says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if God has not given that, that has to come from Satan itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe the whole COVID situation is an attack from the devil to try to stop the last day revival of Jesus Christ. But, but I believe it's time for us as Christians to stand up and, 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 and to, to take our position, both, you know, given by our government and given by the Bible. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately, you know, you know, I don't care what the government says. What does the word say? I mean, my grandfather always said, what does the Bible say? Yeah. You know, we, we, we need to be Bible based on everything that we do, you know, and you know, whether it's popular or not popular, you know, and a lot of people now, like I said, you know, they're, they're paying prices. Um, I, I know in, in Germany, it's, it's um, up to two year imprisonment for having a, um, a public meeting. Mm. Wow. And so, um, you know, it's just crazy. Mm. I mean, you know, it, it's a way different world. And, you know, th these things have been going on for a long time. I mean, there's been plans, you know, and, and that's the interesting part about it is it's not like, you know, now that if you find out about, you know, stuff like the Great Reset and all these things, I mean, these books have been written all about this stuff and it's all happening. People thought it was like science fiction whenever it came out. But, yeah. but I mean, you know, it, it's just incredible. But, you know. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers from on high. And I think, Marty, that's what you're talking about, that we as cities, you know, and, and as, as Christians all over the world, but, but even in individual cities need to come together in prayer because prayer is the first thing. I always would say that, first of all, we need to pray. Secondly, we need to vote. We need to get involved in our government. You know, obviously there's been some issues with some of our voting thing and we won't go into that this podcast, but we all, we all have issues. But anyway, um, you know, but, you know, secondly, I mean, I do think that we should be involved and I'm, you know, heavily involved now in the Oklahoma politics, um, you know, just because um, I, I believe I, I want to be a light to my city and, and, and to, yeah. and to my state and, you know, and, and so, you know, been getting more involved in those kind of things, you know, because not only can I be involved spiritually, but also, you know, I can put the boots to the ground, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, as precinct 167, I'm the, yes. I'm the, you know, precinct makes me want to move yeah. there. I tell you, your yeah. precinct is <laughs> on fire. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, yeah. literally they had a fire there. So, yeah. so. um, well, you know, correct me if I say this the wrong way that your grandpa used to say that some Christians, um, wouldn't recognize the Holy Spirit walking down the road with a big red hat on. Yeah. That's that what he used to say. Yeah. yeah. He used to say that. That is today's pandemic. The yeah. body of Christ is divided because a huge majority of them wouldn't know the voice of God, wouldn't know the heart and the mind of God, 
if you beat them in the head with a stick. And obviously, it's not these listeners we're talking to today yeah. um, because, you know. Um, but, but it's some of their friends. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's definitely your cousin and that one-legged cousin and everybody else. So um, your one-eyed pastor. Um, so uh, I'm from Louisiana. You'll just excuse my weird stuff. But the pandemic we're dealing with is people don't know the heart of God uh, that churches should be open. And they can't even read it in black and white that it said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. My wife goes to pick up the kids at school a few months ago. I don't know, probably six months ago. She's driving down the road. And she it was a Tuesday morning, so my prayer group and I were doing prayer over, over Tulsa that morning. And she's driving while we're praying. And she just like, I can't be with my husband to pray today. Um, but God, how do you want me to pray for the city? She said the presence of God filled the car up, and he said these words, pray that every church in the city of Tulsa opens. And that's what I'm talking about. We have to have a relationship with Jesus, with God, that we know his heart, his mind, how he thinks about these things. I'm sure there's some pastors out there that may even listen to this who have their churches closed because they haven't heard God's real true word for what he thinks about the situation well i'm telling you today open your church up it doesn't it's not rocket science open your church up because it's creating division when you have a church not open it's it's completely a tactic of the enemy well i actually wonder if you really have a church i mean you know at at some point in time and and i'm going to go on record to let you guys kind of know what went on here at rainbow bible church we did what happened was is you know, whenever the 15 days of slow the spread, President Trump came out with, with, with the 15 days of slow the spread. Our governor here in, in Oklahoma, um, Governor Stitt, he, he's a preacher's kid, born again, spirit-filled, assembly of God boy. Um, he says, he asked the churches, he says, I do not have a right to shut the churches down in Oklahoma. I know that. But I'm going to ask, because we don't know what to do, I'm going to ask that if you would consider going online for a short time at the time we thought it was going to be 15 days, you know, for a short time, you know, to get us, so we can try to figure out what's going on. I mean, that's really the thing. Now, you know, hindsight's 2020, because if I would have known now what I'd known then, we would have never shut our church down, you know, but, but we were trying to do what we were asked to do by the governor who he didn't tell us to, he asked us to. And so, um, we did that. Now, some people say, well, Craig, but you followed after what your governor said. Yeah, but our governor's born again, spirit filled. And so before he was going to allow us to reopen, we already decided we're reopening. Now, it turns out that he decided to reopen at the same time we decided to reopen. So it looks <clears> like that the governor told us to reopen, reopen. No, we were already ready to go and we were going to reopen whether the governor, governor told us to or not. Because number one, he told us he couldn't even shut us down anyway. He said, I can't legally shut a church down. Um, and actually, I, I do know, I mean, this is private conversation, but the mayor of Tulsa also said the same thing to one of the city council members yeah. that I don't think I have the right to church, set, a church, set a church down. But, you know, that was a private conversation, so no one's supposed to know that. And we're not telling anybody. We're not going to tell anyone. So don't, you guys, don't, don't tell anyone that the mayor of Tulsa also knew he had the right to set a church I'm down. I'm so sorry. I just posted that yeah. on, on <laughs> social media. You did. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but, you know, now we happen not to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We, <clears> our church is in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And Broken Arrow, you know, they didn't have a mass mandate and, you know, and all kinds of things. There were all kinds of city politics going on. But, but you know what, you know, we've had a, you know, a lot more freedom in Broken Arrow than, than most cities around the nation. And, um, you know, we pretty much had, have almost had churches normal since May of, of last year. I mean, you know, for a couple of weeks, we tried to social distance. And nobody really wanted to do that. Um, 
I mean, for the most part, no one really ever wore masks because at that time they were saying not to wear a mask because masks doesn't work. But then someone decided masks work. But, you know, we never figured that out either because we don't believe they work. But that's that's my opinion and Marty's opinion. <laughs> having, and yeah, opinion. We're, we're, we're having mask day like 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 Rama day. You double up. Yeah. 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 Double up. Yeah, you, double and, up. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and oh, I, I'm sorry, you know, I don't want to offend anyone, <laughs> but, you know, if God wanted me to wear a mask, he, he would have made one on me. That's, that's my own opinion. I mean, he, well, now, he, he I'll gave, say this, he, and this is pretty spiritual, so right. hopefully the audience can handle it. I don't like the mask because, you know, this is my body, right? I, I should yeah. be able to be in so charge. You're, you mean you're talking about your body, your choice? <clears throat> um, we're not going there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pregnant. So um, <laughs> can you erase that? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> what would need erasing was the comment I was about to make. <laughs> One day I put my mask on because I have to, um, because I work with multiple clients. Yeah, I mean, I understand. And then there's occasionally a restaurant, like, I really like their steak, and I'll wear it just to get that steak. But, you know, you know just, but that should be my choice. I mean, you just got to, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I just got to get to the table. So I can go to the table or whatever, yeah. then I, and I'm going to do that, but that's my choice. <clears throat> One day I know, put the mask I, on, and I'm outside walking to the door, and not trying to be over-spiritual and crazy here, but I'm telling you, I truly believe this. I really felt I, I could almost hear the enemy speak to me and say, I'm shutting your mouth every time I put that on you. And I'm like, oh, the last thing you're going to do is shut my mouth. And so I took it back off and said, okay, let's go find somebody to talk about Jesus because you will not shut my mouth. I still got a voice, you know, and when it comes to the election fraud or not fraud, we still have a voice. And the more we come together, the stronger our voice is. That's why we need the churches to open. We need churches working together. This whole territorialism thing that many times cities deal with, let's tear that stuff apart. Let's start working together because we're in the end. I mean, this is it, you know, praying for these cities, prayer groups. Remember General Flynn when he came to town? Yeah. Was it a month ago, a month and a half ago? The one thing that it really hit me that he shared that night, someone stood up because they were asking questions, and someone stood up and asked, What's, what can I do? What can we do? And General Flynn said, my wife and I, we have prayer lives. And I'm going to tell you who the heroes are. He said, the people who get up, in these little, that's what he said, these yeah. little prayer groups. And they're praying. They prayed for me and my situation, you know, General Flynn's situation. They well, yeah, prayed for he, our he, nation. He actually, he said, he said mm. I want to thank the prayer warriors because if the prayer yeah. warriors weren't praying, yeah. I don't believe I'd be a free man today. Exactly. He said, but there are people that love me enough and prayed for my family. You didn't know me. Yeah. You hadn't heard me speak or whatever, but, yeah. but, but, but you cared enough for me and you prayed mm. for my family and you're the people who can change America. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, and, and, you know, America changes on your knees. You know, that's, and that's where it starts. And I think, you know, I, I know you're passionate mm -hmm. about prayer, passionate about Bessley, but praying for the city. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. interesting part about it is obviously you're a faithful member here at Raymond Bible Church, but you have people in your prayer group that go to other churches and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not necessarily just about our church. It's about our city. Exactly. You know, and ultimately, mm -hmm. you know, and I get it. A lot of pastors want everyone to come to your church, but I just want people to get saved. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, if it's more <clears> convenient <throat> to come to some other church, as long as they're preaching the full gospel. You know, I mean, you know, I, I'm not about the partial gospel church. I'm about the full gospel church. You know, the, yeah. you know, as long as they're, they're, they're preaching, you're rightly dividing the word of truth. I mean, you know, that's I'm OK with that. You know? We have three things we focus on in our prayer. And it, and some of the guys have kind of commented like, Marty, you're strict about that. I'm like, I'm very strict about this because I've been in so many prayer groups. I've led most of the prayer groups. And if you give people a little talk time, 
they'll tell the story of the car they bought last month for 20 minutes and, and destroy. I'm very strict in my prayer group about when we start, shut up. It's time to pray. We're going to talk about the word a little bit. We're going to pray. When the time is done, we're out the door. We talk in the parking lot. There's three things we do always in our prayer group. We focus on praying because it's the word of God. The word of God is the center of our entire life. You want to pray a powerful prayer, wrap it in the word of God. You just got the most powerful prayer you're ever going to do. Well, someone says, well, I should pray in tongues. It is equal to praying the word, if not. I mean, the praying the word of God is literally bringing his own word back to him. There's no better. His own word's not going to fail. He's not a man that he should lie. He's going to uphold his own word. Yeah. You pray that word back to him. You bring it back to him with faith. He's going to rise up and take care of business for you. And so we pray for the laborers. As Jesus talked about, we pray for the leaders, as Timothy was written by Paul, and then we pray for the latter reign. And we stick to mm, those three good. things. That's good. So, Say that again. We pray for the laborers, we pray for the leaders, and we pray for the latter reign. The three L's. Yeah. The three L's in Marty's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a new book. Three-legged prayer. Oh, the three-legged prayer. So, yeah, there we go. You write the book, I get, I get cred for the title. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put a little bit of print in the back. <laughs> T-Mac, and no one knows who it is. So. <laughs> like Toby, the, is that just, Toby Mac? Just send, <laughs> the, <laughs> just send the mailbox money. Yeah, mailbox money. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's important. You know, what you said is really important because in my mom, obviously, around here at Rain Bible Church, my, my mom, you know, is more like the prayer pastor. I mean, you know, and every now, we, we every, um, the last Sunday of every month now, we're, we're, we're having a prayer time. You know, you know, as well as, you know, we have many prayer groups here at the church that are, that are praying all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we, what, I guess we're calling it revive still, aren't we? Um, on Wednesday, we know, but, but mom's like, you know, a lot of times we spend a lot of time talking and not a lot of time praying because I want to pray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because a lot of people want to come to prayer meetings, but they don't really want to pray. Yeah. You know, you know, they want to hear a message, a message about prayer. And we, we do have to have some messages about prayer in order to pray because people don't know how to pray, you know, but you can get. Brother Hagen's book, Prayer Secrets. I mean, that's you know um, available online too. Go to you know, go to Amazon Kindle Store or go to you know Apple iBooks or you can actually go to Rayma.com or Rayma.org, Rayma.org slash bookstore in order from there if you want to wait for it. Um, but um, I'll, and I'll do a plug for the Triumphant Church because it yeah. really what we're doing right now in cities. So you go to I don't remember the chapter, but I remember the chapter name. I'll say it. But I don't remember. It's like two you're thirds. Talking about, talking about Brother Hagen's book, The Triumphant Church. Yeah, The Triumphant the Church. It's all available in the same places. Yeah, you can find it at wholesale or at retail. Yeah, yeah. My Bible Church, Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Um, go to rama.org. And so about two thirds or three quarters of the way through the book, um, there's a, a chapter called Praying Scripturally to Thwart the Powers of Darkness. When you start right there and you read that chapter, you are basically getting such a beautiful um a plan of how it actually works, how praying actually works for a city, because what it happened, what Brother Hagen explained in the book is when you pray over the city, it empowers the Holy Spirit to begin to touch people's hearts. And, and so that's the ground, like in Mark four, it's the ground where the seed can be planted. So the Holy Spirit moves upon and softens and prepares the ground and then ministers step up and preach the word, the seed in Mark 4, the sower sows the word, and the seed can then go in that good ground, and then you're still praying, which can water it, and then you have the latter rain, the move of the Spirit, 
And so it really was a beautiful, I saw a beautiful layout of how the prayer and the word of God works. And that's why Craig, Pastor Craig, and delicious Mac Daddy, that's, <laughs> that's why... <laughs> I literally lost my train of thought. <laughs> that's, that's why it's, I really did lose my train of yeah, thought. The curse causeless shall not yeah. Well, let me, I'm going to say this, actually. I mean, that's I'm, why the church is, that's why it's so important. Because what I just shared there was you pray, Holy Spirit touches hearts, prepares the hearts for the word to come. If the church isn't open, Pastor Craig, how's the word going to come? The yeah. churches have to be open to sow the word into the hearts that prepared ground of the heart of someone. You know, what's also interesting is if you follow the history of, of Rama, and the history of Rama or the history of this, this campus right here, 110 acres here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, um, this was actually the Bailey Farm. And, and we, we, we learned about Rupert Bailey, who was a young man who— who went to a revival here in Broken Arrow? Got saved, got his life turned on, and began to pray. You know, began he 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 would be in the barn and, and pray, and the Lord gave him a vision. This is back you know in the early 1900s. I don't know if Brother Hagen was even a lot because Brother Hagen was born, born in 1917. We're, we're not a for, for sure about the date. You know, it might have been around the same time that he was born, but or might have been before. But um, you know, this young man prayed, and God gave him a vision, and the Lord said, "From this place." will be a mighty outpouring that will touch touch the whole world. Now you're thinking, this guy's just, he, mm -hmm. he's praying for City of Broken Arrow. He wasn't really mm -hmm. praying for the world. He was just praying for, you know, this community, you know, here, Broken Arrow, Tulsa community. And, and, the, and the Lord showed him. Now you realize that the, the Bailey family had nothing to do with Rama. You know, but, but the you know, you know, but he began to pray for this place before we were even here. I mean, yeah. you know, and, I mean, just amazing, you know, how, how good God is. But but he said from this place, and many people have talked about, you know, that Raymond will have a, a major impact, you know, in the last day revival uh, of Jesus Christ. And we do know that that from this place, we've sent, our, we've sent graduates around the world who've now started other, you know, you know colleges. And, you know, we have you know, Raymond Bible Training Colleges and 272 um, colleges in 52 nations, I believe now. I mean, you know, and that's been awesome. Plus, we have other people in, in other nations that are doing great things. But, you know, I mean, I think we just, we've just we just touched what's going to you know, go on in the future. I, the surface. Yeah, I, I believe there's so much more that's going to happen, um, you know, from this place. But can you, I'm just sitting here thinking while you're talking, and I had never thought of it with regards to Rupert before, but, you know, we know about the judgment seat of Christ and the gain or loss of reward for what we've done in the body. Uh, and I just wonder what it's going to look like for old Rupert. Yeah. yeah. What kind of rewards is he going to receive because yeah. he prayed, planted the seed in prayer. I wonder how many times he went to, he was going to go pray and something came up yeah. and he had to make that decision. No, I'm going to stick to what's important. Yeah. And yeah. that's what happens in our life. Right now I have quite a few guys that come to my prayer group and some haven't come because, you know, something came up or they had a prior engagement. And sometimes some of my prayer groups are early in the morning. Well, the guy's like, oh, I have to stay in bed and sleep a little later. Um, well, like me. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go say Craig's that. Craig's on the midnight watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, but, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed when you start praying. I'm just kidding. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. If you are not willing to step up and do a thing, well, don't complain about the thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that that, and I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sure you're praying sometimes. Yeah, 
I, I tell you, man, you know, but, but that is seriously, I mean, how many Christians, you know, I mean, if you talk to, I'm a born again, spirit filled, you know, tongue talking, you know, awesome Christian. Well, how much time do you spend praying? Yeah. And, and how much time do you, well, you know, how much time do you spend praying for something other than yourself? Well, and what happens? Because you know, our prayer office is usually only about ourselves, about, about mm-hmm. us and our family. God's needing us. That's what happens is a lot of people, they forget that he actually is incapable of doing things unless he's doing it through us. Yeah. We are his hands and feet, the body. And so he's up there with his full agenda, full plan, knows the future, ready to implement it. And he's just trying to get somebody to wake up early enough to go pray it out, trying to get somebody to stay up late enough to pray it out, trying to get someone to come to church on once a month to help the church pray it out. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's just very important to get, a, you know, it's easier when you have a group of people praying, you know, it's, it's all, you know, praying by yourself is one thing, but sometimes, you know, when you have, you have, you know, two or three, you know, number one, I've talked about how it's more powerful, but it's also yeah. easier to pray when you're not the only one doing it. Yeah. You know, although I know Brother Hagen prayed a lot by himself. Yeah, and, you he know, did. and God, you know, in fact, he, he says that his biggest success in ministry it, it started, you know, uh, from times of prayer. Yeah. It was times of prayer that launched him to the success. And, it, it, you know, and see, a lot of times, you know, if we're not willing to pray it out, it's not going to happen. You know, and it's and it's it's amazing how many people have been praying, you know, for, you know, for our ministry, for what's going on here and. You know, it's, you know. Well, and he talked about, you know, one of the one of the extended times of praying the Ephesians prayers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I was just thinking even myself, having heard him say that and teach on that, I picked that up. And then a couple of years later, I'm at Rhema. You know, and that's, that's a great segue. You know, maybe you're like, well, I don't even know how to pray. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know, I, I go to church and whatever, but I don't really know how to pray. Maybe you need to come and attend, attend Rama Bible Training College. Absolutely. You know, because if you come to Rama, we'll teach you how to pray. Not, not only we'll teach you how to pray, you can get involved in one of our prayer groups here. And you can come to the church, Rama Bible Church, and you can pray at least once a month with, with, with Mrs. Hagen. Um, you know, and, have early morning prayer at the school. Yeah, early morning prayer yeah. every day at the school with, with, with Kirk Dubois. I mean, you know, I mean, you know if we pray here at Rama. Yeah. And so Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. You know, it's just, you know, just simply go there, find more about Rama and the, give us your information. And we're going to have one, one of our student ambassadors give you a call and talk to you about Rama. Maybe try to set up a, a, a tour because you know what? It's when people come on campus. I mean, we, we've all seen it. When, it, when people said, as soon as they came on campus, I knew that I, I, I needed, I needed to come. Yeah. Amen. I mean, Marty is so awesome. You know what, what you're doing. And you said, you know, Marty Grisham at gmail.com. If, if you want to start you know, a prayer group for your city, or you you want me to talk, talk to Marty more about how maybe they can they can do that. Or he said, you said that God said twenty cities, so maybe yeah. maybe you you're living one of the twenty cities that that, that yeah. Marty doesn't even know. Marty might not know the twenty cities names. He just knows that God called the twenty cities, and so you know. We're in more than 20 cities in this podcast, and so you can do that. Also, once again, we like to hear from you. If you, if you, for whatever reason, don't know how to spell Grisham or, or whatever. You can just 918-973-1010 is my number to my roof nerd company yes. uh, for commercial roofing. And, and Oklahoma Roof Nerds? Yeah, okroofnerds.com. Okroofnerds.com. Okay, so just send me a yeah. message. and uh, Yeah. And so, you know, Marty, once again, it's great to have you. We're, we're definitely going to have you back since you're always here anyway. Yeah, Marty's a here. faithful member of Rainbow Bible Church, and, 
you know, I see Marty a couple times a week anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, we're going to end today's broadcast like we'd ever broadcast. Here at Randall, we're bringing hope, help, help and, and healing, healing to the world. world. God bless you guys. You guys have a great day.